Welcome to the Champion Forum podcast, the podcast with a mission to help you lead, inspire, and win. I am your host, Jeff Hancher, and today we are going into a deep conversation on a critical topic, and that topic is the risk of short-term thinking in leadership. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. No business can ignore the day-to-day challenges that it faces, and there are plenty of them. And if you're listening, you know. There are, there are things that are coming up. They're coming up at a faster pace than ever before. Uh, it could be an urgent IT problem that needs sorted out. Um, that, that hits close to home, by the way. I feel like that is my story of my life, an IT issue. A key customer threatens to quit. That uh, They've been loyal. They're a high-revenue customer, and they're going to take their business elsewhere. Uh, you might have problems that occur with a supplier. The scenarios are endless, as you well know. There's a lot going on. And as leaders, we face this continuous balancing act between the urgent need to deal with the here and the right now, the today, and deliver the short-term results that we have to, and focusing on strategy and finding ways to balance working towards long-term goals. You know, I had a great leader once that said, leadership is, is kind of like trying to change the oil of your vehicle while you're driving down the interstate. And I thought, wow, what a picture that is, right? Here you are trying to drive. You're hanging out the window. You're trying to change the oil because you're trying to get somewhere, right? And who has time to stop and pull over to change the oil? And so we're just going to try to do this while we're driving down the road. And the reality is this short-term and long-term type thinking, uh, the two of these are always in conflict, And this is leaving leaders with the difficult decisions on what do I prioritize and how do I get the right balance? I mean, look, leadership would be easy if all you had to do was focus on the short term. Adversely, leadership would be just as easy if all you had to focus on was the long term. That's easy. Piece of cake. It's the challenge that you are building for the future while achieving what you need to achieve today. And this can be a a daunting task for many. We are in a fast-paced world, and leaders often face the temptation to focus solely on the immediate results, the quick wins, the immediate gratification. But there are so many risks, and there are huge consequences of this short-term mindset. And I wanted to share my thoughts on this subject with some real life examples, Uh, because I I mean, look, you all know my story. Uh, I was in leadership a long time, and this was something that I battled with. You know, I remember there was a time when I was a a low tenured leader that I lived for the month, like have a good month. And my philosophy was, if you have enough good months, you're going to have a good year. And if you have enough good years, you're going to have a great career. Uh, But I was missing this long term vision and long-term strategy, and it really held me back as a leader. There's reasons that we fall into this trap of short-term thinking, 
And there's many factors that draw leaders toward the short-term thinking, the pressure of immediate results, customer expectations, rapid changes in the business landscape, goodness sake. Imagine you're the CEO uh, of a large company, you're feeling intense pressure from your shareholders to boost the company's stock price uh, to finish the quarter strong. This can lead to decisions that are not going to help you in the long haul, like cutting research and development for product innovation. Uh, I mean, look, you want a great way to drive profit? Just lay some employees off. Um, reduce costs. All, all with an aim of showing immediate profit gain. And we know this is a ridiculous analogy, but you know what? It's not that far off for some. It's not that far off. I'm going to get this quarter. We're going to kill it. It's going to be our best quarter ever. And I forget about cutting fat. I'm cutting muscle, bone. I'm cutting it all, right? Because I'm going to win the quarter. I'm going to win the month. And you may not be a CEO at a publicly traded company, but we all face this type of pressure in some way, shape, or form. And it, we got to be careful. It's critical that we understand the distinction between short-term thinking and long-term vision. Both are important. But we have to strike the balance. When you look at companies like Amazon, Tesla, the, these, are, these are companies, whether you like them or not, whether you believe in them or not, it's irrelevant. They, they have proven to do this well. They prioritize long-term vision over quick wins. Amazon, if you go back and research this company, they initially operated at a loss to invest in future growth. Tesla focuses on sustainable energy solutions that have never been here before. And they had unbelievable initial challenges. But guess what? We can look at the track record. Both have seen remarkable success. How? Keeping their eyes on the horizon. Who are we? What do we want to be known for? Where are we going? I remember hearing a story. I didn't fact check it by any stretch, but I heard a story that Jeff Bezos doesn't even want to know what quarterly results were, meaning he wants all of his energy and focus thinking about the long term. Tell me where we're going. Tell me where the innovation is. How can we deliver packages faster? What are we going to do in 18 months, 24 months? That's where I'm spending my time. Now, clearly, he has good leaders there to focus on the short term because uh, you can't ignore that. But that's the posture he's taking because he knows, like, uh, you know, we're not going to be the blockbuster story of, of this century. We're going to keep pushing the envelope forward. The question that we should be asking is, am I willing to give up what I want now for what I want most? That's what great leaders do. I want a good month. But do I want a good month so bad that I'm going to compromise how I'm building the foundation for the long haul? And a great way to hold yourself accountable is to be thinking about the risks of short-term thinking. When you think about the short term, you might be sacrificing innovation for immediate gain. How often do you think about the risks of short-term thinking? Or are you just kind of the hamster on the wheel and you're just running for your life, right? But I will tell you, there are many risks. And if you sit down and you ponder, man, if I don't take a pause, if I don't take a step back and breathe and, and get a good uh, dry erase marker out and a nice whiteboard and think about the future, I'm going to get overcome. Kodak, 
is a great example of a company that focused too much on short-term profit, and they failed to innovate, didn't they? They dominated the film photography industry, but failed to adapt to the digital world. And this ultimately led to their downfall. If you were around at the peak of Kodak's success, you would have never believed that one day they would be no more. That We are all vulnerable to this scenario, right? We can't just focus on the short term. When you think – it, it, when you when you're only thinking about the here and the right now, you're neglecting employee development. You're neglecting engagement. Uh, on top of innovation, which we just talked about with with uh, Kodak, but the other the other fallout is going to be your employees, the team that you've worked so hard to build, where they start to become stagnant. When leaders prioritize cost-cutting over employee development and employee engagement, it results in low morale, reduced productivity, and high turnover rates. And I got to tell you something. Um, and look, I know I have customers listening. I love you all to death. But it, every time this year, I mean, as of the recording of this show, it is October 2nd as I'm in the studio delivering this message today. And uh, I've already had a handful of customers tell me that they need to pause uh, my services for Q4. Well, guess what I do? I develop employees. I make salespeople better at their job to drive revenue, to drive profit. I make leaders more impactful and more influential so that culture doesn't bleed, so that succession planning is strong. That's what I do. But every year, going into the fourth quarter, there's always a handful of companies that call and say, we have to suspend your services. Now, look, I'm not here to give you a pitch on, you know, hey, keep kick everybody else out but me. Like, that would be ideal. But here's what I know is that people will sacrifice employee development for the short term. And why does it happen in Q4? And it, it never happens in Q1. I've never seen it happen in Q2. This is specific to my business, and it's never happened in Q3. It happens in Q4 because they're in the fight for profit. And look, I get it. I've been there. I've played, I have played the game. And I'm not, if you're listening, you're not a bad leader. And I will tell you this. There are some companies that I said, look, we cannot stop my program. If anything, we need to double down on my program. But I would be willing to set up a deferred payment program for you. But now is not the time to lose momentum. This is me stepping up and putting my money where my mouth is and saying, look, we have come too far to lose ground now. You have to have this mindset of where am I going to invest? And then there's the ultimate. And the ultimate, in my opinion, is being pressured by living in the short term too much, you run the risk of overlooking ethical boundaries. And I hate to report that I've seen this and I've hold, held people accountable to this. I have fallen temptation to it. I'm proud to tell you that uh, I haven't fell into the temptation. But I've seen, store, seen scenarios play out and I've heard stories of sliding in a price increase to a customer that wasn't approved in the contract, uh, short paying a sales rep the commission that they earned or asking them to defer their commission payment out, be, being paid out. 
you know, not disposing of waste properly to save a couple of dollars. These are all things that we can fall into temptation with because we're fighting for the short term. And it's it's very safe to say that if you're a listener of this show, you would never intend to allow this happen to happen. With the pressure and the demands we all face, it often seems impossible to create a healthy balance. But I'm here to tell you that it is indeed possible. It is possible. And that's what you need to know. It is possible. Because if you're like me in leadership, some days you're literally just fighting for your life. You're just trying to keep your head above water. There's a lot of pressure coming from the top. You're not really sure where to focus. And and you're even listening to this and you're saying, Jeff, that would be nice. I would love to just set some time aside, but I'm literally fighting fires all around me. I get it. But maybe maybe the starting point, if that is you, is to say it's possible I don't know how it's going to happen. It seems unrealistic, but I do believe it's possible. I mean, look at look at some examples of people we have that's done this well. Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett exemplifies balanced leadership. He seeks good short-term returns, but he also invests in companies with strong long-term potential. He prioritizes sustainable growth over immediate profit. I mean, his most famous stock buy was probably Coca-Cola. If, if you know the story of Warren Buffett, you hear about what he bought into Coca-Cola with. They weren't a national you know, brand at the time. They weren't surely an international brand at the time. But he looked deeply into this and said, look, this is something I'm willing to hitch my wagon to because I believe in where it's going. I believe in what its potential is. Am I willing to give up what I want now for what I want most? So I want to share some practical strategies for you to overcome this temptation of short-term thinking. And the first one is align all the team, the entire team, towards one unified goal. Now, I get it. Everybody individually is going to have their own personal goals. But you should unify the team with a team goal, an organizational goal if you're an executive leader. I heard it once said that if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. And I think it's true. As a leader, you need to be crystal clear about what your long-term vision is. Without that primary step, the rest will turn into chaos because everybody will be running fast, just like you're running fast. But nobody really knows where they're running to. And what they might be running to is a short-term goal. Wonder if they were running towards long-term vision. Do Do you know it as a leader? And if you know it, are you an ambassador of that vision to your team? Once you gain clarity, all the key people in the team, they have to align with the same goal. Unless everyone has a unified goal to chase, people will work on tasks that don't matter. This is this, is this gratification of feeling busy versus working towards the prize. When you make your vision clear, your people will give their heart and soul towards making it a reality if they believe in the vision. The second thing is to measure and discuss progress on the long-term vision. So the first step is to define it and get people on board. Then we're going to measure the success of it. Are we making progress? Are we getting there? 
Setting the vision is not a one-time activity. If you set it once and forget it after, you lose engagement. And by the way, you're going to lose a lot of credibility because you're going to be the person that launches well. You know, the fuse is lit, but the, but the, the action never happens. And your people will forget their direction. They're going to forget their purpose. This is a leaky opportunity here for you to plug the holes. You, you have to measure how close or how far you are from the destination. People need to know where you are on the journey. Talking about the long-term goal and where you stand now serves as a reality check for you, which is great, but it's a reminder for your people. It's, an, it's a fantastic way of realigning the focus of every person involved and that we are building something great for the future. We're doing this together. And by the way, let's not forget to, to, to pepper in the why behind the mission. Because if you're mission only without the why, you got a lot of people saying, that seems like a great plan for you, boss. You're probably going to get more shares of stock and whatever it might be. But what's in it for me? How is this benefiting me? And the third thing is consider the cost of inaction. There is a cost of not acting on this. I call this the pain of not conforming. The common tendency is to look at what can happen if you fail to meet your short-term goal, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, you're feeling this pressure. I might lose a customer, what, whatever it might be. I might miss my bonus, on and on. I, I might lose a peak performing employee. And usually the consequences are immediate. And this causes panic. But leaders often fail to consider the cost of inaction towards their long-term goals. And since the, the vision is for the long term, you give yourself a false sense of time. You believe that you always have the time in the future to work towards it. This is called procrastination, right? And, and my hand is up. Both hands are up. I am a victim of this because I get running fast too. And this isn't me talking at you. This is me talking with you. It's me and you at the cafe talking about how we can get better at le as leaders, right? When this is repeated again and again, it's going to lead to this momentary satisfaction, but it will lead to a career of regret. If you have ever hired someone in desperation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is that fog the mirror type moment. Hey, look, fog the mirror, you're hired. Yeah, great. Why? Because you were feeling the pressure and you did it. And how often has that worked out? What you got was painted rust. They look good, but then the rust came back out, and it's like, that's ugly, it's nasty. Now I got to deal with a bigger problem. I got HR involved. I got all this stuff. You know, they're in a protected class. You can go down all the HR things that causes every one of us as leaders to lose the hair on our head if you've ever been there. Why? Because we had momentary satisfaction that our team is fully staffed, but now all this regret starts to set in. It's better to handle a pinch right now than dealing with a punch that knocks you on the floor later down the road. The fourth thing is you have to encourage innovation and creativity to be forward thinking, to be future thinking. And I will tell you this, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said about Google as a company, but one thing that cannot be argued with is their innovation and creativity that has been woven into the culture of this organization. They've adopted this uh, scenario that they call, I believe it's called 20% time. 
and it's a policy, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if you work at Google. This allows employees to spend a portion of their work hours on projects that are not related to their immediate job tasks. Who drew this up? Like, I promise you, it probably wasn't the CFO. It was nobody in purchasing, right? This was, an, this was somebody on this executive team that said, look, we can't lose ground. We are in the innovation business. Uh, technology moves faster than anything else. We've got to figure this out. And we believe that our best answers come from our people. And by the way, we're going to prove that we believe it. So here you go. 20% time. This fosters innovation and it keeps an eye on the long term. Now, look, I'm not saying that your balance sheet will allow you to adopt a 20% time policy like Google, but it does beg the question of what can you do? Because if you're really forward thinking, I promise you, your most forward thinking strategies that are going to work for the future, they're probably going to come from the people that are doing the work inside your company. Number five, never sacrifice employee development. Never sacrifice it. If you're a leader, no employee is yours forever. They're not. People are on loan. And this is how you have to think about this. They're just on loan. And your responsibility is to help them develop and to make them more, uh, make them a better resource for your company. And, and use what you've been loaned to its fullest potential. As leaders, we have to take this posture of being generous with investing in our people and consider that you have a leadership responsibility to think long term with the resources that you have. And I get it. Training and development is not only costly, but it, it's timely. But here's the real question. What if you don't? What if you don't? And I will tell you this, there are proven statistics around investing in people and their progress and their personal and professional development. Retention rates go through the roof. So there's a business case for this as well, but not to mention the fact that when your people get better, doesn't it lift up everything else? A rising tide, right? It lifts all ships. But what if you don't? At best, you're going to be stagnant, but most likely you're going to start getting lapped. I hope this challenged you today. I hope it really made you think about, man, I got to fight off the urge to focus on just the near future. Despite the pressure that you're even facing right now, I get it. I'm, I'm not in a bubble out here. I'm with you. I'm fighting the fight with you. It's crucial for leaders to resist this temptation of short-term thinking and invest in a future-oriented approach. By doing so, you not only mitigate risk, but you're also paving the way for sustainable success and growth down the road. And yes, sometimes you do need to work on both. But more times than not, what I see is a short-term focus primarily happening in leadership, hence the episode. Remember, visionary leadership means seeing beyond the horizon and making decisions that benefit both the present and the future. So I hope this challenges you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it, it helps you to take a deep dive into where am I as a leader, who am I as a leader, and what small changes can I make to start being more visionary and forward thinking. Until next week. 
strive for visionary leadership and keep turning the pressure into potential. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead, inspire, win.